See, I'm trying to change it up. You try to do this every time. I know. And it. instead of coming in like at the same bar of the of the yeah, the I'm trying to change song. it up. <laughs> it's not as natural as I thought it would be. No, because like we gotta let it play so people know our intro and no. what's coming on, and then it's no, like, sometimes you just gotta. You just, okay, well, next time you should just like jump in. We won't even play the intro. How about Ooh, that? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. We can do the intro. We can introduce ourselves and then play it. Yes. <laughs> Sure. However you like it. You you're in charge of the music, not me. I will say that. See? Yeah, I got <laughs> I got rights. Whatever. We're here. Hey guys. What's up guys? Law and Disorder. And we are coming at you on a lovely afternoon. If the sun's still out. Yes. At the time of this recording. Yes. It is summer is getting close. The days are longer. The days are getting hotter. Oh yeah. The weather's getting more unpredictable. Uh-huh. I was uh, driving out of town a couple weekends ago to San Antonio, and I made it to Temple, Texas, and this huge storm blew in, and we didn't want to stop, but we were driving down the road about to hit traffic, and I looked up, and the sky was green, and I'm like, that's not good, so we quick pulled off, and I drove into a Home Depot parking lot and managed to get a spot underneath like their awning where like the, their loading dock is. Okay, hold on. So just for people that don't know, the green clouds aren't good, right? It's like a tornado? No. If you see green in the sky, like a greenish tint to the clouds, that normally means there's going to be a tornado if there's not one already. Um, and the tornado sirens were going off and I came to find out that there were two tornadoes kind of close to the area. Um, so we were kind of stranded at the Home Depot for like an hour and a half. So you wanted to go to a hardware store that's made out of tin metal and park as close as you could to all the big hardware, like the flying debris kind of hardware, and park your vehicle under there into protection of the of the tornado. There was no debris. Inside, like you're, where you parked at, the awning part, that's where the pro people park. That's where the lumber is. That's like where you got the two by fours. Yeah, they had them the all stacked up in big piles. Yeah, and you were. <laughs> yeah, I literally parked one next to it. Well, it was also started hailing, so. I don't know, but I like how you parked. Like you parked right there where if a tornado did hit, you're more, most susceptible to debris. Yeah, yeah. But at least if it hailed, I wasn't going to get dents all over my it's car. True. But hey, you're, you didn't get hailed on and you didn't get hit by a tornado. Nope. You're here to record the episode. I know. I live to see another day. Okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out to you that nobody thought like, hey, we're in like the most dangerous part of Home Depot to to be at right now. Me, yeah. We're good. We live and learn, right? Mm-hmm. Before we get too far, let's uh, shout out to the sponsors. Thank you to Wavespace Audio for the music, the lovely soundtrack we got going right now, and Young Ideas Dish for all of your Dish and Google product needs. Yes, thank you, sponsors. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so we are here, and we are episode nine? Yes, season six, episode nine. Dang. I know, I know. You have the same reaction every time, but, you know. It's like we made it one more episode. We did. And then next week, <laughs> hey, we made it one more episode. Yes, yes. It's always so fun. Um, but for today, we are going to start off with some Law and Disorderly news. Um, I know we talked about news in our previous episode, but there's just been so much going on and I feel like there's been a lot of like negative things happening in the news, at least from what I see on a day-to-day -day basis. So I wanted to talk about some stuff that kind of made me happy, 
um, things that you're like, oh, yeah, all right, justice and, and, and news stories like that. And so, then we even have follow ups to the last news story. It's like a continuance. I, I love it. We do. We do. Look so, at us being organized. Let's get into law and disorderly news. All right. So first off, he, this is very, very recent. And you actually sent me this article, Sergio. But a child that was abducted six years ago has been found alive in North Carolina. And she was actually featured on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. So for those of you that don't know what Unsolved Mysteries is, it literally lives up to its name. It's about unsolved things that have happened to people. I guess unsolved occurrences. Yeah. Everything from abductions, kidnappings, murders, disappearances, aliens, ghosts, you name it. Yeah. And it started off in the 90s and it was on the Lifetime Network. I was telling Caitlin that uh, my mom used to watch it. Like I'd walk in from high school. Like when I was in high school, I'd walk in at night past curfew probably. And she's just sitting on the couch with all the lights off and she's eating like a bowl of fruit or watermelon or something. And she just got the lights off and she's just like, just eating and just listening. <laughs> the scary music's on. And it's like, she loved that. I mean, she's not dead. She still probably would watch it. But I don't know. I I didn't realize the show to, the show was still going on. I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch it. I don't like to watch real crime stuff. That's stuff that really happened to people. Yes. I am the opposite. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I believe I've seen every episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And I watch them as soon as they're released. So you've seen this one? I have seen this episode. And I was having a hard time remembering this episode. Um, so, but, and I, I figured out why. So a little bit of background. So this girl was kidnapped six years ago. Um, she was last seen on July 4th of 2017 in Illinois. Her name was Kayla, and I'm going to butcher the last name. I'm so sorry. Unbahan or Umbahan? It's either or. Think, either or, yes. I think it's pretty My close. apologies. Um, so she was last seen July 4th, 2017, and she had been missing ever since then. Her dad had no idea, like, what had happened to her. He and his ex-wife had divorced, and I believe they had some kind of split custody agreement. And it was his turn to go pick up Kayla, and she was nowhere to be found, and no one could find her. And neither was mom, right? Nope. They were both gone, just poof. Yep, yep, yep. And in 20, that was 2017. Mm -hmm. In 2017, it was kind of hard to just fall off the grid. Yeah, this was a time where, you know, tracking with apps became... Facial recognition, mm -hmm. you know, you can't go to an ATM without it catching your face. You can't go to a traffic light. So that was kind of a big thing that, like, she just poof out mm -hmm. of midair. Mid yep. So she was actually part of a episode, again, of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. But she was part of an episode that talked about parents basically abducting their own children mm -hmm. but she was not the main story of that episode which is why i was having such a hard time trying to remember her name and her story it's because the story wasn't necessarily about her but they did feature a photo of her at the end of the episode saying this is a missing child that we believe has been kidnapped by a parent so what i'm reading here is that it was yeah kids that have been kidnapped by their parents and it was just a brief camera roll, but the pictures were digitally aged. Yes. So this is what she could look like now. That's all it comes down to. This is what she could look like. There's no guarantee that's going to look like that. And somebody at the shopping center spotted her. And they realized that it was her. They're like, hey, that's a little girl. It was a minor. It was a kid. 
Yeah, I think um, I and it's something I read somewhere else is that the person who recognized her actually kind of has a relationship with Kayla. So I'm assuming this girl is a co-worker, a friend, someone who's known Kayla for a little bit and was watching the show and looked at her and first thought of her friend. Because I don't know if I could watch an episode, see a photo one time of someone missing and then just recognize them if they were a stranger in my store. I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, But I'm assuming based on the the way they said they had a relationship, okay, they're friends, they're school buddies, they're coworkers, something like that. But that is so cool. That's so cool that like you Mm -hmm. don't ever hear or very often you don't hear of that. So that's cool that something like that paid off, you know, because when you do those things, you know, it's just in the hope. It's a, I mean, it's that one in a million chance. We're hoping somebody somewhere notices this person from seven years ago. And bam. Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And her mom has been uh, taken into custody and she's being charged with child abduction and she's being held on a $250,000 bond. Yeah, I wouldn't even give her that. You ran for six, seven years. I think you don't need a bond. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like Kayla's dad went and got her and they are back in Illinois where the dad lives. And, you know, it's going to have a happy ending. Man, how overjoyed is that dad? Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, literally, you see stuff like that in the movies where you think, like, the kid's gone. Yeah. Like, Never coming back. Gone, gone. And then, bam, the kid's like, hey, we found your daughter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, somebody just called. I mean, that's what happened. Law enforcement calls you. It's like, hey, we found your daughter. What do you mean you found my daughter? How is she? Is she still around? Oh, yeah, she's still alive. We found her. Like, that's so cool. Like, that's awesome for that dad. Yep. So happy. That's so, that has a happy ending to that news article story. Um, We got another happy ending coming. We got another happy ending coming. So, the next thing I want to talk about is actually an update from our previous episode where we uh, had law and disorderly news. So, in our last episode, if you listened to it, uh, we talked about... Elizabeth Holmes and how she was due to show up in prison in April, April 2023. We recorded that episode and not long after we posted it and made it live, um, that date actually got pushed out again. She was not required to show up because her lawyers were filing an appeal to kind of put off her sentence some more. So they had to push it out while all that process is. But it was pushed out to indefinite. It didn't have a time At the time, no. They just said, okay, don't show up on this date. Let's get through this paperwork and process all this. And then we'll have, you know, a more standard answer. Um, But they recently, I think today... Uh, another again the day of us recording this they have come out and said that she is now due to report to prison by may 30th 2023 um so her last minute bid to you know avoid her sentence at all it was denied by an appellate court um i believe yesterday so may 30th going to jail and she's and she got may 30th because she's saying that she needs to make preparations like medical and child care arrangements it's like well you should have figured that out before you committed your crimes yeah i mean her she was sentenced i want to say like nine months ago a year ago like a long time ago so this is not like a last minute sentence she knew this was coming and even then wouldn't she have all that planned out for her april date that she originally was due for you would think i don't know she's just pushing it out so on the same day this happened, 
she was also her and her ex-boyfriend were ordered to pay 452 million dollars in restitution to their victims <laughs> who knows if they'll ever get that money but it's nice to know that they got to pay that too I but, don't think she has any money anymore does she so when you commit a financial crime like this do you know where you go prison she gets to go to a federal prison camp in Bryan, Texas. <laughs> so it's, is that like not, is a prison camp not the same as prison? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a cushy prison. It sounds, I mean, it's called prison camp. It sounds like amazing. It's like, if you're going to go to prison, they're like, hey, you get to go to prison camp. It's like, ooh. That's like where like, Martha Stewart went. That's the good prison. Where they get to like play sports and yeah. do activities and not the place where, you know, people murder other people. And I know it's like she gets to go to the good camp. She had to do 11 years. 11 years max. She might get out early on good behavior and time served. Because you got to think about it. I mean, like death row inmates get like maximum security prison and they call it that. This one's called prison camp. Doesn't sound scary at all. Prison camp. Sounds like a Disney Plus movie. <laughs> Prison camp. Rated G. That that's a great point. Now I want to know the difference between prison and prison camp. We need to we need to look that up for the next episode. I'm sure we can go I'm sure there's a whole rabbit hole we'll go down if we if we look up prison camp. But anyway, she's going. Yep. I'm glad to hear that. I consider this great news. I said in the last episode that I was very excited for her to be going to prison. When I saw that they had, you know, pushed that out, I got really upset. But then today it was like, yay, she's really going. You were excited so that going. she was going to prison and then yes. you read camp. <laughs> it's like prison light. It's still time served. I'll take what I can get. I know. So she's going. She's going to prison. So good news, guys. She's going to serve her time. All right, moving on to our third news article of Law and Disorderly News. This one really, really, really struck a chord with me. So at the time of us recording this, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom game was released, I think, three days ago at the time of us recording this. Mm -hmm. And in three days, it sold 10 million copies. 10 million copies? In three days. Wow. Yeah. Like, it I knew Zelda was popular, but goodness. Zelda's OG. I mean, Zelda's right there with uh, Mario. Like, but this is... What is this for the Switch? Um, maybe. Yeah, I know it's for Switch. I don't know if it's on other. I I don't know well, video games. Zelda is, is a Nintendo thing, so it's a Nintendo. Yeah, thing. so you if you don't have a Nintendo, you don't play it. Okay, so it's on Switch. Um, but they're saying that this is the fastest selling game in Zelda history. Wow. Yeah. So apparently, here's just some references. So I know this game that Hogwarts Legacy, that Harry Potter game, came out a couple months ago. That one sold 12 million copies in 14 days. This one did 10 million in three? Yes. And another thing I'll add to that, Hogwarts Legacy is available on Xbox, PlayStation, Ooh, yeah. other stuff. Everything except Switch. It's going to be released on Switch, I believe, in November 2023. So for Legend of Zelda to sell 10 million copies on one gaming system, just the Switch... Yeah, that's wow. incredible. So you know what the record is? No, tell me. The record is Grand Theft Auto V. It sold $800 million worth of copies on its first day. Ah! And a billion dollars in three days. 
a billion with a B. Okay, I've never played Grand Theft Auto. I've watched people play it. I get the gist of it. You just run around and commit crimes. Yeah, like people just want to be able to do that in a virtual reality because if they do it in real life, they get, you know, arrested. Yes. But like you just want to go carjack people. Yes, there's like there's I mean, there's always a plot to it. But the gist of the plot is you got to commit crime so that you can move up in the crime syndicate. Like, you know, you got to establish your brand and you got to move up in the family. It's like, but the main gist of it is you got to go commit crimes. Oh a billion dollars with a B. That is, that's wild. But that was released on several platforms when it came out. So that's still impressive for, uh, for Legend of Zelda that it did 10 million copies. You know, that might be all the Nintendo subscribers right there though. <laughs> like, but you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, I know my brother got it, and he said his plans all weekend were to just stay home and play Zelda. And so I've never, I haven't played a Zelda game in a while, but I know that the one that came out before this, that one, like, had, like, really cool graphics, really, like, acclaimed video game. And, but that one got released four or five years ago. So they don't release them every day. Zelda ones don't come out every every year. No, there, there's a lot that goes into these games. Um, because I believe these and like Breath of the Wild and yeah, that was the other one. That was um, whatever the other one is, Age of Calamity. Um, these are like open play games, so it's not like there's a specific storyline you have to follow and go to certain places to get to other places. Oh, it's it's very open. So basically, when you turn the game on, if you want to go straight to the big final boss, you can, but you're gonna lose because you're weak. You don't have stuff. You don't have you know, armor. So it's like the never mana. ending story. It's like the movie. Never seen that. Don't give me that reference. Oh, okay. Um, so basically it's, it's an open game. So like you have to go around and, you know, get more hearts and get weapons and or food and money and, food, yeah. and potions and, and skills and, and do all this other stuff. And when you think you're ready, and you think you got everything, then you can go try to fight the big boss. And I personally don't like games like that. Huh? I like storylines. I like to follow a pattern, a plot. That's what I like. I mean, I know people that'll play those games and they'll just sit there and they'll like, they'll drink a beer, like a case of beer or a wine or a bottle of wine or whatever. And they're just playing, just eating popcorn, playing, drinking, and just like all night, all, you know, the next day, all night, like all weekend. I know people that are into that stuff. And I mean, kudos to them. Everyone's got their hobbies and I think, you know. I think it's a cool hobby. There are some really, really cool games out there, and there's cool things you can do in them. I wish I could do that. I play video games for about 45 minutes, and I get bored, and then my eyes hurt, and I'm squinting, and my contacts get dry, and I'd rather go do something else. So I just don't have the mental... Myrna has about 30 or 45 minutes, in yeah. her, and then her hands start cramping up. Like She's like, I'm just not used to doing this. And... Me and Andrew, my son, we play Madden. We play Madden pretty frequently. That's about the only game me and him play together. I like to play. I like to beat him up at Madden. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I don't have that tolerance. I don't think to play those long games. He can. He he likes doing those things. He plays some of them on Xbox. But I just don't. For me, it's like, what the heck? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I I'll play every day. Like, I, I will commit to playing every day, but I'm not playing for more than 45 minutes to an hour every day. So don't get me wrong. I have a Switch. I love my Switch. I love everything that has to do with Mario. Um, I like Zelda. I'm trying to branch out into some other games, but, I mean, I love my Mario games, and I finished all of them. So 
I used to have uh, when the Wii first came out. I had a Wii, and I was I loved to play the Wii bowling, and they would get into like all hours of the night, and I'd be playing Wii bowling, and uh, I actually uh, mildly injured my knee because you're doing the same motion that you would do bowling, but you're I was doing it on carpet. Well, there's a reason why you do it on that smooth surface. So yeah, like my knee was hurting so bad, and I think after a couple of weeks, I was telling a coworker, and they said, "What are you doing?" I told him I was Wii bowling. And they said, well, yeah, you're not doing it on a smooth surface. They go, your knee's like kind of buckling against the carpet. They go, so yeah, it's just like bowling on, on carpet. <laughs> and I did it so long, I, I developed like a mild knee injury. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. That's my video game injury story. Oh, my gosh. I know, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, you're old. That's true. <laughs> it's an old wee injury, doctor. Uh, okay, so the last thing that we're going to talk about, I guess this one's not very happy, um, but it was something I was, wanted to bring up because I think it raises awareness, which I think is a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to, you know, we raise, raise awareness, raise awareness, spread the word, get misinformation out of there. Um, but I found this article kind of last minute from the New York Times, and it's talking about how due to climate change, the heat on the planet is going to soar probably to record levels in the next five years. Oh, that quick? Yeah. That's like only five years away. Uh, or, or within the next five years. Oh, okay. So it could so be this year. It could be next year. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So the record hottest year right now on Earth was set in 2016. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I need, I got phlegm. Gross. Her throat's dry because it's so hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're they're believing, you know, all the meteorologists are doing analysis saying that that record's going to be broken before 2027. What's the record? Uh, it didn't say in the article. I don't know what the and, hottest. And is it saying like the average temperature or what? Like, how do they determine that? Like, it, I I think it they do a lot of stuff. I don't think it's just you know necessarily. What was the hottest place on Earth at that time? Because it's not going to be here in the, the continental U.S. It's going to be in the Sahara or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what they do is they take the average temperatures and okay. kind of divide those out and say, yeah, it's just getting significantly hotter. Well, um, and I think the thing that people, I don't know, I, I don't think as many people think about it as maybe I do, is that they don't understand that the temperature affects a lot of things. Like if it's, if it's too hot, it melts, you know, glaciers. Well, it doesn't sound like a big thing, but when you have like an influx of millions of gallons of water in the ocean, that really does do something. I mean, just think about a glass that is already full that has ice in it. What happens when the ice melts? Now you have more liquid and now it starts coming out. You see what I'm saying? Like if you have ice, if your cup is full, and the and it's full up to the top with water and ice, and that ice melts. Uh huh. The ice melts, I'm and, then, and I, the water overflows from the cup. I'm sorry, that's not a good analogy. Yes, it is. I did experiment on this in fourth grade, and I learned the ice. Okay, no. If you had a full cup of water and put ice on top of it, then it would overflow. But when you have a cup of water and ice together, the ice takes up its own mass and volume in the cup. But isn't it when it melts, it's gonna it does overflow when it melts, doesn't no, it? No, because 
We're going to have to get some ice in. I'm going to prove this to you. It does not overflow. It'll condense on the outside. Like, you'll get condensation on the outside of your glass, obviously. But the ice takes up its own space in the cup. And when it melts, it's still the same amount of space. It's just all liquid. So then if we're going that route, it causes condensation. (laughs) What does that condensation do to the planet? If you you still have more water. I'm just saying that. I, I get and I didn't mean to call your bluff on that. But, I'm your bluff. but yeah. I, I see what you're saying, because when you have a global temperature increase, not only is it going to cause heat waves, it's not going to help with wildfires. It's going to cause more drought um, and, and, and other things like it's going to change precipitation patterns on certain places of the world. Yeah, Tropical rainforests aren't going to get as much rain as they used to. And when you hear, like, think about California, for example. They've been in a drought for a while. And then they had all that rain and all that flooding this past winter. And mudslides. And mudslides. And it's like. sinkholes. You can't go from being on a drought for five, six years, and then all of a sudden you just have this influx of rain. That's not your, that doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to be a drought that long, and it's not supposed to just randomly start raining and last for 30 days 40 days you know you have you have lakes that were dang near empty that have just like bam we got water in them again you know it's just it it doesn't make sense and it takes a lot to heat up like whenever they say that the average temperature in the world has gone up like half a degree or one degree i know it doesn't sound like much but it takes a lot for it to do that it takes a lot for the entire planet to go up half a degree one degree Mm -hmm. i mean that's a ton of that's a ton of land and water and people that has caused that to happen. Lots of burning of fossil fuels. Yeah. So, you know. Dang, that sounded really scary. Like, we made it sound horrible. <laughs> I mean, they've been talking about this for a long time. I don't think it's necessarily going to affect, like, you and me personally that much in our lives. Maybe at the very, very end of our lives. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean i don't i think it's going to be one of the situations where it's like acting too late like something really 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 bad is going to have to happen like a natural it's going to be like superman kind of like a natural you know like the planet has just like something happens there's yeah flooding like in the superman movies like the whole like all of our natural resources are depleted and the planet's just dying okay okay now we'll do something yeah yeah all we can do is send this one kid out into the out to Earth. What is it? Is it like day after tomorrow where like half the country gets iced over? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's iced over and all the way down to Mexico and and then the new and then this is your new like northern hemisphere and Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't turn into that. At least yeah. not in my time. Yeah. Not in your time either. But again, I just wanted to bring that up to bring awareness. I'm not trying to scare anybody. We're fine right now, but it's something to just think about, consider, do your research, know what it is. Know what you can do to Mm -hmm. help prevent it. We are here to not spread misinformation. We're telling the truth. So I spread misinformation when I said that if you fill it up with ice and water. Yes, I am so sorry. (laughs) But I'm like, no, it just stays in the cup. It melts to the level of the cup. I don't believe that. We're gonna we're gonna try that one day. Okay, I believe you. Let's move on. Well, we're done with news, so you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> What's up next? Okay, so now we'll end the episode with one of my favorite segments, and I think it's one of your favorite segments too. Genital logic. Eh, it's an okay segment. I love this segment. 
Sometimes I like this segment. I love it. Sometimes I think I get like put in a corner. For those of you who may not know, genital logic is where we take a topic or a subject and I give the female perspective on it and Sergio gives the male perspective on it. So, because we're so different. What are we talking about today? Today's topic is movies. Ooh, how do you prefer to watch them? How often? What kind? And what snacks do you prefer to have? Anything and everything could possibly have to do with movies. So, are we talking about like at home or we're talking about how do you prefer to watch them in general? In general. I like to go to the theater. I enjoy the movie theater experience. Do you? Not as much as I used to. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's because of the quality of movies that have been released since COVID or since COVID in general and you couldn't even go to the movies. Um, I just, I don't look forward to going to the movies anymore. It's not my first choice. So when, I don't enjoy it the same anymore either because I don't go see just any old movie. But like when a big movie comes out, like I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I went and saw Mario Brothers, and I'm gonna go see Fast and the Furious. What else came out? There's something else that came out this year. What else came out? Uh, there was something else. But anyways, like when stuff like that comes out, I want to go, and I want to sit in a reclining seat, and I want the biggest, baddest, loudest sound system, the biggest screen. Like I want it. Like I went and saw Maverick, Top Gun Maverick last year, in like Dolby Atmos, whatever immersive. And that was the coolest experience. And it's like, oh, that's why I like coming to the movies. Because every now and then you see something like that that's just like visually amazing and the sound is cool and you got a nice chair and like you can't get that. At, I mean, you can get that at home, but it's still not the same. I've got a really nice sound system at home and it's still not the same to me. You know, it's like there's something about the urgency like when I'm at the movies, if I got to go pee, I better go and come back in 35 seconds. <laughs> you know, at home, it's like, I'm going to pause it. Or it's like, oh, my phone's ringing. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to grab this call. At the movies, it's like, it's silent. Leave me alone for the next three hours. Like, you know, it's just like, you really are like, or for me at least, like I'm getting away. I'm going to enjoy this. I get my little snacks and I'm going to enjoy this. But you don't see it that way. Not anymore. Really? No. I mean, I, I get the appeal of the big screen. I get the appeal of the 3D and the sound. I'm not saying it's not cool. It is. It can be cool. I would not go to a movie for that unless I think the movie called for it. Maybe something like Avatar. I yes. think Avatar, yeah, I think the ex if you want like the full, full experience, yeah, the movie theater is the way to go. But if I had to pick... I would just wait for a movie to be released on a streaming service and I will watch it at home because I hate movie ticket prices. I hate popcorn prices. I hate what they charge for candy and all that stuff. So I don't really buy popcorn or candy at the movies anymore. All I get is a soda. And then, okay, I get to my chair and okay, cool. Seat's fine. But then the floor is sticky. And then, you know, I'm surrounded by all these people that are coughing and sneezing and it brings back up COVID nightmares. And then there's so many kids. Oh my God. I make the mistake of going to the movies on the weekend. There's so many little children. Granted, I'm not, I'm only in like a PG or PG 13 movie. So I expect kids to be there, but they won't shut up. And they're like running around down on the ground, screaming, laughing. I know that the movie hasn't started, but I'm like, 
they don't know movie theater etiquette. Like no mm-hmm. one's teaching them the etiquette. So and I can't. I don't want to scream at them. I'm not their parent. Right. And then I'm just gonna get confronted. So I just would rather avoid paying all those prices, dealing with people, dealing with kids, when I can just stay home, cook whatever I want, eat and drink whatever I want for, I guess, free. I mean, obviously I buy groceries, but Mm -hmm. it's free. And then I do have the luxury, if I'm watching a movie, to pause it if I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Stuff like that. I like not having to miss anything. And I I like to get cozy. You know, I, I... have a media room now in my house. We converted a bedroom into a media room. So we have a large TV that we invested in. Mm-hmm. We have a nice reclining chair that we invested in. And I get in my reclining chair with my heating pad and my blanket and my uh, pillow pet. And I turn the movie on and I turn off the lights and I turn the volume up and I watch it in the dark. And it's like being in the theater, except I'm in the comfort of my own home. And I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg to do it. See, I like, even when I go to the, like, we went and saw, what do we see? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We uh, we saw it. And there's movie trailers I've seen a dozen times on my phone. But I'd never seen it on TV, on the big screen. And I go, holy crap, that thing looks, like, that movie looked like it was going to be horrible on my phone. But now it looks badass when I hear the explosions and see all this. It's like, oh, I really want to go see that now. More than I did when I saw the trailer on on the my damn phone. So, I don't know. There's something about that movie experience to me that's just like, oh, man, this is cool. And I'm one of those people that I like to have bragging rights. I like to be like, oh, I already saw that. I went and saw it yesterday. It came out yesterday. I went and saw it yesterday. I like to do that. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy the day it came out. I went and saw uh, Avatar the day it came out. I hate doing that. You know? No, I love doing that. I went and saw Creed when it came out. Like, there's just all these things that we've seen that... And and Myrna's the same way. She She likes movies... She watches movies daily. She works from home and she always has movies in the background. But she enjoys going to the movies. She enjoys that whole theater experience. To an extent. Just like you. I mean, she doesn't really like people that much. But, I don't know. I like that. I like, for whatever reason, I like theater popcorn. I don't I don't believe in spending the money on the candy. I just sneak it in. I buy the little things that like family dollar. The little <laughs> box of candy. For a dollar as opposed to seven dollars or whatever it costs. But like the popcorn... Popcorn, nachos, hot dogs. We, we're all about those. Yeah. I hate it. We I like hate them. all that. They don't taste the same at home. I will say the theaters do have like the icy machines. Oh, I do yeah. enjoy the ices. I do enjoy those very, very much. I like getting like a large icy. But then, you know, I drink it and halfway through the movie, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so I try to quit, go to the bathroom. Which I can do as long as another movie just did not get out because then everyone is going. So if you go to the movie, do you just go to a regular movie or do you go like to, do you ever like to go to like a dine-in cinema? I've been to dine-in cinemas and I don't know. I'm very indifferent towards them. I just don't find like extra joy in it. Is that a good way to put it? Mm -hmm. I'm not, nothing against them. But if I had to pick one, I wouldn't really care. Dine-in cinemas obviously are going to cost me more because mm-hmm. normally they have more alcohol. You're paying more for actual food. Sometimes the food's okay. I've never had great food. But my thing also is when I eat, if I'm eating my meal, I like to focus on my meal. And it's hard for me to focus my meal when I'm trying to watch a movie I've never seen before. And it's dark. And it's loud. And then the server comes over and is trying to ask you a question. And I can't hear them because it's so loud. It's dark. Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. So this goes to another question. Talking about eating. Um, When you're at home, do you eat? Like, will you eat dinner and watch a movie? Like, can you do that? 
Because um, I can't. I prefer to, to 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 not. I can, but I prefer not to. If like if we're gonna sit down and watch a movie we've never seen before, um, I might make my own popcorn or I might have like cookies or crackers or something. But I don't like eating a full meal. I like to concentrate on my food. So like Myrna and Andrew, when like sometimes we eat dinner and they're like, "Hey, let's put a movie on." Which we watch movies all the time, and it could be the movie, the same movie I've seen a hundred times or new movie. Like, hey, let's get let's get dinner and let's sit down and watch. I'm like, let's watch it after dinner. And like, you can't just watch it and eat. No, I can't. Even though I've seen the movie a hundred times, my brain is not wired that way. It's like, I have to be in a different mode to watch a movie. I have to like, all I'm going to eat is like chips or popcorn or candy or something. But like, kind of like you, I can't eat a full blown meal. Like it, I don't know. It like takes away from the movie experience. I can go to a dining cinema and do that. But at home, like... It's like, no, no, like, I want to sit down, I want to eat, and then I want to sit on the couch and I want to watch the movie. And I can multitask then, I can play on my phone or whatever, but for whatever reason, like, the eating, like, they know, like, no, he's, dad doesn't want to eat. We're going to have to wait. I don't know. That's the way I'm wired, I guess. I just don't like it. I can't do it if it's something I've never seen before. I won't do it, period. It just, yeah. it's kind of my quirk. I mean, I have many quirks, but that's. Also, it's like if you're eating something that requires you like to have a fork and a knife, like if you're trying to cut into like steak or something and you've got like a lot of stuff on the plate, it's I don't know. It's like I want to focus on cutting and all this stuff. I don't want to focus on, you know, trying to understand what's going on in this movie. And then I cut myself, which I tend to do a lot by accident. <laughs> what? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. I'm always every time I chop something. Or I'm slicing a vegetable. I end up cutting myself one way or another. You're clumsy with sharp objects. Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. All yes. these years, we're we're six seasons into this. Oh God! Just ask my husband. It's awful. I didn't know that. So many band aids. I should never give you a sharp object. You know what's funny is that I do carry a knife in my purse, like a retractable. Until you cut yourself. And that's the only knife I've never cut myself with. I only cut myself with like cutlery. <laughs> I'm cooking. Oh, and then we got a mandolin slicer. Always use the card on the mandolin slicer. Just saying. That sounds scary. Yeah, always, always, always. And we'll end it there. Let's do that. (laughs) Great words of wisdom from Caitlin. Yes. So that's going to wrap up season six, episode nine. I got it right. I know they all just kind of blend together. I know. They're all so exciting. (laughs) Well... Thanks to the sponsors once again. Thanks to Young Ideas Dish for their dish network needs and Google product needs. Uh, Wavespace Audio for the music. They always the provide jams. They always provide the jams for us. Love me some jams. Love me some Wavespace. So on behalf of myself and Miss Caitlin here, hey. we are Law and Disorder, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Later. <laughs>